The following is paid programming. The views, claims, and opinions of this program do not necessarily reflect those of the Zone Sports Network, its management, or staff. It's 10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Happy Saturday. Welcome on into a new edition of Utah Car Sense here on The Zone Sports Network. Wow, it's a beautiful day, and uh, it's a beautiful time of year. Excited. We do need a little more rain, but hey, we'll take uh, what we get here and hope for more. Uh, Eric Jensen producing for us today, as always, and uh, safely socially distanced from uh, location undisclosed is Jeff Miller. Hi, <laughs> Good morning, Jeff. Austin. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm. It's uh, been eight days, uh, and I still kind of can't watch any basketball. So. Still a little sad about the world, huh? I just can't. I just cannot do it, and maybe it's because you bring yourself to do it. Those injuries were tough, man. It, and it's, I, I mean, I am, I grew up a jazz fan and I like to see the jazz do well. And, uh, but I, I, it's more that I have so much going on in my life that I can't, uh, justify carving out an hour and a half for the bucks or, or the Suns. you know, I could do that for the jazz and be like, Oh, it's for my job. And now it's, I can't really do that. And it, it is yeah. sucky to see a team like the Phoenix Suns. And the Los Angeles Clippers about to make their uh, NBA Finals appearance, and that that's just tough. It is difficult. I, I give you with that. I've watched a few of the games here and there. It's, it's great basketball, though. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, last night's game was apparently not great basketball for the Atlanta no. Hawks. Maybe not so much. Well, Milwaukee looked pretty good. They were down 41 points at one point. It's it, it, Yeah, you, you just kind of... You don't play anyone in the second half at that mo- in that moment, right? You just no, they didn't. They yeah. did it right. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, we have a lot to talk about. We got to catch up with Jeff. We got to talk about uh, the chip shortages and where we stand with that. The I was at uh, Mark Miller Subaru this week and had an incredible experience and saw for myself uh, what what the uh, car supply looks like out there on the ground, Jeff. And so we got to get into a lot. But where would you like to start the show? Oh, you know what? Let's. Let's first say this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, our poll question today at 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. Everyone that calls in and answers or shares another question, a comment or story with us will be entered into a drawing for an oil change for Mark Miller Subaru. But I saw a list of uh, one publication's 100 best car songs this week. Songs... Songs that uh, involve cars, 100 best car songs. And so I thought it might be fun if you have a favorite car song to call in and let us know what it is and see if it's on the list. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right, so that being said, where would you like to start today, Jeff? Man, I think you got to go with the biggest issue in the car world still. I mean, the chip chip shortage is still just hamstringing most car retailers out there. I mean... I think right now we actually have a decent selection this weekend for the first time in a little bit. I mean, by decent, I mean, we have like 30 cars in each store. Yeah. Well, you were down to like 14, so that's good. Yeah. But if you're like shopping, if you're shopping for an Outback right now, we actually have a pretty good selection of Outbacks right now as compared to what we've had. So either one of our stores, they got a couple truckloads in over the last couple of days that there are some available cars right now, which has been a rare thing. That's been a hard thing for most people. The, the biggest issues we found are the emergency car purchases, right? Because there's sometimes like someone who can like hold off and they're like, oh, I'm thinking about buying a car. I think I replaced my car. It's not a big deal for them to hold off for a few months, right? Yeah. The issue is the person who totals their car. Yeah. <laughs> right. I've had two of those this week. Oh, tough. For someone, my, my daughter totaled her car. We have three days. I oh. need a cross track. Oh, man. Like, oh, well, there are zero cross checks out there in the world right now, and we've had to figure out ways to do it. We've been able to figure it out. It's just a lot more difficult. It's such a strange uh, way of of the world in the car industry because we're always used to that situation where we could go onto any lot and have our pick of the litter, so to speak. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Normal times. It's okay, especially summer because everyone usually bulks up for the summer. 
this time of the year. So I'm like, oh yeah, go in. I can pick from seven different ones that I wanted. <laughs> and I'm now down to trim levels and whether it has floor mats or not. Right, exactly. And now it's like you have seven like, in the Western United States. Uh, the, would you uh, like the yellow one? <laughs> like the plasma yellow on the cross check is not a bad looking color. I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's a bold choice, but uh, sometimes bold is okay. Yeah, right. Uh, and did you believe the myth that uh, bright colored cars are targeted more by police? Because I don't. I don't know, but the bright, I think red is true, though. You think so? I think red cars are. I think red, they just, you see them so much easier on the road, it's easier to catch them speeding. Huh. Well, I, mean, I think I've, about, think about yeah. when you drive down the road, anytime you see a red car, your eye is drawn to it. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, but maybe that's the driver of red cars should, you know, follow the speed limit. <laughs> probably a good idea. If you drive a red car, you should probably drive the speed limit. We'll get bad. Where I feel Austin that if you drive any car, you should follow the speed limit. Well, that's, you know, go ahead and be prudish, <laughs> Jeff Miller. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, Utah made national news this week for such items. We'll get to that later uh, in the show as well but yeah back to this any, any, any story that starts with that is generally bad well yeah and, and you know we, we we need to repent here on our roadways in the state of utah we'll talk about it uh, in a little bit but back to the chip shortage i saw an article uh i think it was from an apple uh insider uh in fact yeah it's right here apple insider that they believe the chip shortage will quote get worse before it gets better I don't know what that means necessarily because it, I guess it's kind of like, oh, duh, well done news. It, it's This isn't a shortage uh, type thing where the toilet paper shortage was just a matter of getting people back in the factory to pump out the toilet paper. This is a shortage on the uh, supply level uh, for the, the stuff that makes chips. And then you get to the, the car world who's demanding the big chunk of the chips right now, Jeff. What do you think of that? I don't see an end right now, just based on the supply they have. The manufacturers are pretty coy about it, about what they can do and what they can't. I mean, we know what we're getting in July. After that, it's Subaru. In the world of Subaru, they think that they're going to get to their goals, which would involve making a lot of cars in the last half of the year. So they're thinking that they're going to get the supply, but it's anyone's guess. Mm. All right and that's uh, they they say it won't be back to normal or a healthy supply demand situation until 2023 said intel ceo uh said the ceo of intel pat yeah we were Gelsinger. talking about an argument of normal supply levels being 60 days uh-huh i don't know if we'll ever go back 60 days at least in the import world yeah right so, i mean if we could get back to 30 to 45 days we'd be really happy uh, the Gelsinger went on to say it, there's address shortages of there's foundry capacity problems, substrates and components. Uh, now, the Intel does own its factories, which is a little different than other companies. So they might be better positioned to uh, better supply the demand of the consumers in the industry. But it's like you said, anyone's guess. And you just kind of have to go a day at a time. We always we always roll our eyes at the sports cliche one game at a time. But there's nothing else you guys can really do right now, Jeff. You gotta in the car industry, you just gotta survive today and get to Monday, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of chips being built. I mean, there's a ton of new factories being built to build chips. So the biggest chip manufacturer in the world is a company called Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. That's easy to say. And that's it's Apple's biggest partner. <laughs> okay. So oh wow. Chips right yeah. For, and they're, they're spending 10 to $12 billion to build a chip factory in Tucson, which is Intel's backyard. Uh-huh. And Intel, I think, just announced in March that they're, trying, they're going to spend $20 billion on two new chip plants as well. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of chip plants being built. So capacity is going to be growing heavily in the next 12 months. The problem is it takes 12 months to build factories. Yeah, and and then start. Aren't uh, just, oh, let's just throw up a building. It's pretty intense what they have to build. Yeah, so that's where we are, and I think we'll be there for a while. I, I remember shows back in the day where we talked about Takata every single week for what three years it seemed on Utah Car Sense, 
And now yeah, I don't I, talk I, about them anymore. See, exactly. see how things get better. <laughs> so we'll we'll get we'll eventually get uh, moving on this story. But right now we're just in the in the middle of it. No one even talks about airbags anymore, Austin. Well, yeah, they're now, just assumed to work. They're just assumed to work again. Yeah, no one talks about the bomb that is supposed to explode when you get in a car accident. Yeah, it does explode. And hopefully, no shrapnel comes out with it anymore. Uh, you I guys, think we got that one. I think we got that one fixed. Yeah, you guys did. Uh, you had dedicated uh, technicians. That's all. That's all they did, wasn't it? And they got oh, yeah. paid per uh, fix. Year. Yeah, we had guys who just did seven, eight of them a day, every day for the entire year. Oh my gosh, that would drive somebody they got really crazy. Good at it. The I'm sure thing about they did, but man, monotonous. When it first came out, I'll never forget because they first come out, and we first get the first one that, and it's like, okay, they, we want you to take the basically the explosive cylinder out of the airbag and replace it. <laughs> Our guys are like, what? <laughs> so basically, you want me to defuse a bomb? Yeah, the hurt locker. That's what you yeah, guys were exactly doing. Exactly, was yeah. that, and like for years before that came out. Our technicians were told and trained, you do not touch the inside of an airbag. Uh-huh. An airbag is to take the entire airbag unit out of the car, either detonate it in a safe way, or send it back to the factory. Like, you do not deal with the internal components of the airbag. And they came out like, oh, yeah, you can have your lot tech do it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. Just make sure they destatitize themselves. <laughs> So, really confidence inspiring. But we got we got past that at least. Yeah, uh, no, and no one, as far as I know, no one got injured doing these repairs. Really? The Nowhere? Wow. That's uh, I I never heard of anything. That's uh, that's that's excellent. That's terrific. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, that's like you. I didn't hear of anything either. So I guess that's a pretty good good assumption. But and I don't know that anyone's going to get hurt in the chip shortage. Uh, other not physically hurt anyway. So we'll see. I don't now. You you're more tapped in. Is this a, a big enough problem that uh, smaller uh, dealerships across the country might be facing their imminent uh, end? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's. I mean, if the, if, if a dealership was able to get through COVID, they're going to get through this. Okay, so COVID was worse than this. Yeah, I mean, COVID, a lot of these stores in a lot of the states were completely shut down for six weeks. Hmm. All right, so if you're able to get through that, I mean, here, your sales are going to go down 50% in some months. Like, I mean, I think we'll sell, I think we're tracking to sell 70 new this month. We normally sell 140. So we're down 50% in new car sales. But you'll pick it up and you'll be okay. You just need a plan. And I mean, what I would tell that dealership friend out there is that it's going to come back. And what happens with most of the stuff is that when people don't buy cars because they can't, all that happens is demand grows and grows. Hmm. And so once we do get inventory, the demand's going to skyrocket and you're going to need all those people. So don't lay anybody off. Yeah. Like we won't lay anybody off at all. Like we've moved some people around though. Like we've moved a couple of our salespeople into service to help out. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm going to give a shout out actually to one of our guys at our Midtown store who's a sales guy at our Midtown store and a great guy named Zach. And one of our cafe people was on vacation okay. for the week. And he volunteered to staff the cafe for a week. Nice. Just to help out. Nice. Just to help the company. What a, awesome. What and experience I've never seen does a he happier, have? Like more excited person in the cafe than he was this week. <laughs> it was so fun. Was he like uh, grilling grilled cheese? What was he doing? Yeah, he's back there making lunch. He has he has a food handler's permit. Nice. Serving out food. He has his laptop out on the side, so like when he didn't have business, he was answering leads. That's terrific. That's amazing. And he was like the happiest, best attitude I've seen. So shout out to Zach and our sales department at Midtown because. It was a big help for the store, and he really stepped up for us. Did you happen to uh, have the opportunity to uh, try his fares at the cafe to see I if he's good I or not? I kept visiting him. <laughs> was, was he good? Is he a good yeah, chef? he's good. Yeah, okay. He's good. I think it would be a second career if he wasn't doing as well in sales as he was. <laughs> It's awesome. I, uh, in fact, that's a good jumping off point here because I visited the store, as you know, uh, earlier this week, the Midtown store to get our tune up done and, and, uh, get some windshield, windshield chips repaired. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to be here. They told me 
it's going to be about 40, 45 minutes. And I said, that's fine. I kind of had planned on that. And I'm hungry anyway, I thought. I'll go in and get a sandwich or something. So I went in, sat in the waiting room, made two or three phone calls before I went up to order, my, and then my car was ready. <laughs> it was like, like nine, 18, 19 minutes later. I was amazed at how fast uh, you guys got it in and out. And Josh with the windshield repair was incredible. Jose running the, the service department there. It was a, it was a great uh, visit to the store, Jeff, and I'm sad I didn't have time to stay longer yeah, and have I'm a sorry. sandwich. Sorry we couldn't give you enough time to have a meal. I apologize for that. <laughs> I couldn't get a Zach special at the, at the cafe. Yeah, right? But... You couldn't have got yourself a Zach special. And it's funny because when I set up the appointment, uh, they asked, are you going to need a loaner? And I said, no, I think I can wait. And I told my wife that. And she said, oh, I don't know. It might be better to have a loaner. And I said, no, oh, I've got a few hours. I've got a couple hours before I have to be at work in person and uh i'm glad i didn't do the loaner because i wouldn't have made it back to work with the loaner before i would have had to come back <laughs> <So> <laughs> totally you guys are uh doing doing things well uh at, there at the store so congrats thank you yeah hey 855-340-ZONE 855-340-ZONE to be part of the show answer the poll question best car song uh or uh, give us any questions comments or stories you might have and you'll be entered to Win an oil change from Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, we talked about the chip shortage and what what's that fa what's facing us there. Uh, I want to get into what the Utah Highway Patrol uh, has been up to this past week. So it came out of uh, this study uh, done from uh, uh, this is uh, what was the name of the study? Uh, well, I saw it from Fox 13. But the study was done by uh, Gall. I just loved Quote Wizard. Quote Wizard study measured cities in four categories on the roads. Accidents, DUIs, speeding tickets, and citations. All data was gathered from insurance quotes last year in 2020. And Salt Lake City, when you add all those categories together, came out eighth worst in the United States of America. <laughs> essentially. So we're the eighth worst city for driving in America? Essentially, we're the eighth worst driving city in the country. What's the worst? The the absolute worst? Uh, let's see. Oh, the best is Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, let's see. Where was the absolute worst? Da, 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 da. Uh, Omaha, Nebraska was the worst Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. so uh in, in in so this was the cumulative score we were the eighth worst in accidents we were fifth so even worse than eighth in dui we were 10th speeding rank 25th so halfway in the middle and citation rank 19th so on the heels of that news the utah highway patrol also uh is has had enough jeff and uh, this is from Pat Reavy of KSL.com. The Utah, and I'm getting kind of an echo, Eric. I don't know if that's uh, maybe coming from Jeff's laptop or or what what's going on there. So maybe uh, Jeff, do you have earphones or something maybe to to put in? I don't know. I don't know what we can do there, but we'll work on that. Uh, the Utah Highway Patrol says that excessive speeding and fatal crashes are way up in Utah this year. So Utah Highway Patrol, uh, Major Jeff Nyber says the public should take this as their warning. Slow down and stop the extreme driving behaviors. Quote, it is getting honestly a little bit ridiculous. We will take zero tolerance on this. We've got to stop it. Nyber said officers, officers statewide will be working 150 extra shifts on the freeways through construction zones and on city streets looking for extreme driving behaviors. Uh, another quote here, once upon a time we were talking 5 to 10 miles per hour over the speed limit. We have seen a significant increase in people traveling 30 miles per hour over the speed limit and on the freeway traveling frequently over 100 miles per hour. We have seen that go absolutely through the roof this year, said Officer Nyber. Uh, in fact, last Open year, the roads have been, I'm sorry, say again, Jeff, 
I wonder if that has to do with how open the roads have been. Like, because not as many people driving on the roads, so yeah. people feel like they can drive faster. And that's, he said, last year there was a 29% increase in citations issued to drivers going more than 100 miles per hour because the roads were so wide open in 2020 that people just either weren't paying attention or didn't care. And we're just and going that fast. A nice and awesome. Another counter to that is something we've seen for our collision center is the crashes are worse. So we've seen a lot more totaled out accidents over the past 12 months than we ever have. Wow. Because of the speed being higher, right? And yeah, because people are driving faster. They're not just fender benders. They're destroying vehicles. Uh, from January through May of this year, Highway Patrol has responded to 31 fatal crashes that were determined to be speed related. Uh, and speeding or traveling too fast for conditions was cited as the main contributing factor in 28% of all fatal crashes in Utah since January of 2020. So uh, there's your fair warning. If you've got a bit of a lead foot problem or if you're driving a- aggressively in any way, shape, or form, which, you know, I, I counted at least eight of you on my way down to work today that would fall into that category, stop it. Uh, not only are you going to, you know, end up with a speeding ticket or other citation, you might kill somebody, including yourself. So chill. Just take it easy. Get where you're going safely and let us all get where we're going safely. Is that fair? Absolutely. All right. I think that's fair. Yeah. And I think it's fair of the Highway Patrol that's to a, do that's this. A good, that's a good soapbox in Austin. <laughs> I think it's honestly it's fair. Good quality soapbox. Because it has been... I got a speeding ticket last year with the roads being wide open. I was going 80 and a 70, and I got a speeding ticket for that. He was nice and knocked it down to five over, and that was cool of him. But it was simply a case of I was the only one on this part of the Highway 89 uh, in the middle of the day, and I just wasn't paying attention to how fast I was going. And, and boom, he got me, and he should have got me because I was breaking the law and I was being dangerous. Uh, and I paid for it and paid my ticket and moved on and learned my lesson. And I think it's cool of the Highway Patrol to say, okay, we need to do something other than just post out there and nab people. We need to say publicly through a news service, hey, we get it. It's been a year plus of uh, more open roads, but the rules still apply and we're seeing people, too many people die and get hurt. So this is your fair warning. Slow down or you're going to pay. So I, I agree. Good. Yeah. All right, it's Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. He's Jeff Miller, uh, and I'm Austin Horton. Eric Jensen producing 855-340-ZONE. Did you wake up to an Amber Alert today, Jeff? I did. Yeah, I did too. Uh, South Salt Lake too. And I've got a, I've got a bit of a bone, a bone to pick here. I love that we get woken up by Amber Alerts. I think any time of the day or night, it ought to be, that's fine. I can live with it. What I don't like is that they then don't send another, hey, it's been canceled, we found the person alert, right? They, it's just kind of, so they did find. Yeah, unless you're like, I'm subscribed to like notifications on news services, so I got it from that. But if you weren't to that, then you, people are still out there right now, like trying to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. So they did, they did locate uh, the 16-year-old and the alleged kidnapper today. There's no more, more details yet about what the the story is there. But good news, the Amber Alert has been canceled, and uh, everyone can maybe uh, breathe a little easier there. Because it, it it's like heart-rendering when you wake up to that sound. Uh, and you, then you, you kind of, and it should be, because you want people to be aware and have your eyes open when you're driving around, going around today and out there. But it's... Just the neat thing is, though, is it sounds like it was the tips from the Amber Alert that found the guy. Oh, is it? I didn't see that. Yeah, because this is from South Salt Lake Police Department. Tweeted this about an hour ago. We received numerous tips. Thank you to the media and community for helping us locate the person of interest and victim in an abduction kidnapping case. Nice. Both individuals involved have been located. Additional details will be available later. So it worked. So I think it was the tips from the Amber Alert that helped them find it. Terrific. That's great. And that's what the that's the whole idea, right? That's, that's what we're there for. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, go ahead and wake me up in the middle of the night. Uh, that's fine by me as long as we're finding people safe and and getting them returned. And but you know it would be nice to also know without having to just happen upon the news that it's been canceled. I don't know, just me. I think if they can send the alert that it's happening, they can send an alert that says it was canceled. So just Austin Horton's another little soapbox there.
Uh, but I'm grateful. It's soapbox day for Austin Horton. I like it. I'm grateful she was uh, found safe. So that's good news. All right, we'll take a break. Come back on the other side. Your phone calls at 855-340-ZONE. Uh, listeners are a little slow getting in this morning. Uh, 855-340-ZONE. We'd love to hear from you. I won't be talking about antibiotics. I won't be talking about uh, anything like that. We're talking cars. 855-340-ZONE. The best car songs you can think of. And speaking of cars and songs and the music world, maybe the greatest drummer ever is in the news. May he rest peacefully, of course. But he's in the news in both the music world and the car world today. We'll tell you about it next on Utah Car Sense. Listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton, presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back, Utah Car Sense. You're listening to the easy sounds, Eric on the on the ones and twos. Why'd you choose this song from uh, Rush? Uh, well, this song is called uh, Red Barchetta. So it is a song about a car. Yeah. Uh, it is also, well, I, I think, a heavily underrated Rush song. Um, it's a story of a young man whose uncle preserves a red barchetta for him. And yeah. then he talks about, well, we just told you not to speed, but this song is largely about <laughs> speeding and drag racing on backcountry roads. Uh, so, it's fiction, though. So, <laughs> so yes, fiction. <laughs> But uh, don't speed. Don't but, speed. But do listen to this song, and uh, maybe you're getting on the freeway on-ramp, and you need to accelerate. Wait till the right second, and if you accelerate at the right time of this song, it's just just a great time. Well, speaking of uh, <laughs> Rush, and back, in fact, our poll question today is car songs. Let us know any car songs you like, and I'll read uh, off the top 10 according to Billboard later in the top 100 car songs. But uh, speaking of Rush and cars, the professor, Neil Pert, who sadly passed away in January of 2020 from brain cancer, he had an extensive and expensive and eclectic car collection uh and it is going up for auction most of it is going up for auction uh in the in the coming months uh, august 13th and 14th with the gooding and company some of his silver surfer collection is going up for auction including rare shelby's maseratis and a one million dollar miura jeff can you ever wow. could you ever justify Spending a million dollars on a car. No. Yeah, me either. Even if I had it, I could never do it. And that's just me. Just Austin. Uh, and apparently just Jeff. But I, I just couldn't. Even if I had that kind of money, I, I just can't imagine. But as I look over his car collection, not only is the he the best drummer of all time, he has impeccable car tastes. Because I, I would take any one of these. That's up for auction. The Corvette split window coupe from 63. The 73 nice. Maserati coupe. How about a Mistral Spider from Maserati? Those are some cool cars. Shelby Cobra. Oh, man. Lamborghini Miura. Speaking yeah, of, uh, one and a half million dollars. Speaking of car collections, so there's an article on The Drive, which is on MSN Autos, talking about a local celebrity here, Mr. Post Malone. Okay. And his car collection. Have you heard of this? No. So he has a all white car collection. They're all white, all located in Utah's house here. He lives up in near Morgan, I think, something like that. Okay. But he has Lamborghini, a 2019 Lamborghini Euros. He has a, let's see what else we got in this thing. A Bugatti. Wow. For a second generation Ford GT out of Ventador. What else has he got in this thing? A Shelby F-150 Super Snake truck. Oh, wow. That's that's rare. Yeah, there's a 700 horsepower under that hood. That's neat. He's got a supercharger in it. <laughs> uh, he lives up in Cottonwood Heights, it says. And he has a $3, million, he has a $3 million fallout shelter 
uh, under his house up there. Yeah. Uh, an all white. So if you ever see any white supercars rolling around, you're probably looking at post. <laughs> I, it's, it, you know, to each their own. I think if you're going to have that kind of collection, why are you going all white? Well, you have some white. Right, you want to mix it up a little bit? Yeah, have some fun with it. Yeah, white's boring for, for a supercar. If you're getting a supercar, make it like fluorescent purple or something ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we do have some phone calls, Jeff. 855-340-ZONE is the number. Everyone that calls today and shares will be entered into the drawing for the oil change. 855-340-ZONE. Our first caller today is Mark. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for calling in. What's on your mind? How are you? Uh, two songs I got for you. The first one is kind of like your traditional, I'm in the car, and if I play this song, I cannot drive under 100 miles an hour, and that's Radar Love. Okay. <laughs> and the second song takes me back a little farther. My father was a deputy sheriff for 40 years. Wow. And every night before he went to work, he worked all nights. Before he went to work, he would always play Robert Mitchum, The Ballad of Thunder Road. Okay. Which is rather obscure, but th- those those are my two car songs. He worked graves for 40 years? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How wow. did he survive that? That is, that's impressive that yeah. he took a, a job he, in the public a, servant realm already, but then 40 years of graves. Yuck. Well, it worked good for him because he had two rotten kids. So, you know, we, <laughs> he saw you a lot. <laughs> he, he could ignore us by sleeping. You know, yeah, he was awake, and he had, you know, if the principal called, he had to answer. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, thank you for calling, Mark, and uh, thanks to your hey, dad for his service. For the topic. That's a good one. Thank you. Radar Love, I like that. And Ballad of Thunder Road, it is obscure. I have heard it, though. I like that song. It's a, it's an old school. That's good. Yeah, I like it. All right, eight five five three four zero zone. Casey is up next on Utah Car Sense. Hi, Casey. Hey, Austin. How you doing? Good. How are you? Well, you know, post jazz season, doing pretty good. Yeah, as well as we can be, right? We're healthy, and that's what matters, really. So. Yeah, life will go on. Yep. Next season is right around the corner. Yeah. Okay. But car uh, car songs. Um, I'm a big Pearl Jam fan, and it's not so much a car exactly, but they make mention of the rear view mirror about nine times in their four albums. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't know, I, I've always loved that. And it, it, there's there's a lot to that philosophy, obviously. But um, then they also cover one by uh, Frank Wilson, I think it was, uh, The Last Kiss. Oh, wow, that's a sad song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, but it's, I don't know, I love that, like, kind of 40s, 50s kind of feel, but those are, I guess, I guess, right off the top of my head. Yeah, cool. Anyway. Thanks, Casey. Yeah, Pearl Jam. Nice. Uh, Rearview Mirror and, uh, of course, Last Kiss. And Yeah, the, so the funny thing about this, Jeff, is songs can mention cars or be about cars or bands can have cars in their name or whatever. But honestly, when I think of car songs, I think back to my youth of when I was a newish driver and the songs that were on the radio at the time, they always bring me back to being in a car. It's kind of weird, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that one. Eight five five three four zero zone Utah Car Sense presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Steve is our third caller today. Hi, Steve. Yep. Hello. How are you, gentlemen? We're great. What's going on? Great. Real quick, I'm trying to key off here. Sorry, you guys have to work. That's um, cool. <laughs> question. I just wanted to make a point, and I'll hang up and listen about the driving and the speed. Uh huh. Um. One, every there's so many car manufacturers out there, and their advertisements are so hip on what the car does zero to sixty. And I mean, granted, I have two cars that go zero to sixty less than three seconds. You can buy a forty thousand dollar Tesla now that goes zero to sixty in three point one seconds. Right. My point being, if everyone's so worried about speed. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Why are car manufacturers so hip on 
making their cars so fast. It's a really good point. It's it's like it's the... because everyone's so worried about speed. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a good point, Steve. It's it's like sex sells, right? It's oh, car watch out for make, car manufacturers are going to make what people want. Yeah, and it's and it's people want speed. It's just it's why the hybrids haven't done as well as they should have. Yeah. Because no one gets as excited about getting 50 miles a gallon. It is why I always laugh at, uh, and I do respect our elders, and I think they have a lot to contribute to society, and we should listen to them. But I do laugh when I'm behind a $100,000 sports car that's going 25 in a 50-mile-per-hour speed zone. Uh, it's, it seems like uh, you should probably not have that many horses under the hood if you're not going to use them. But at the same time, you don't want to be dangerous either. It's it's a weird balance, but good point, Steve. And uh, play him straight and play him long. Have a good day out on the course. What you now, Jeff? You are. I feel a, honored, by the way, that we're showing up on the first tee of golf courses these days. That's. I was just about to say you are a golfer and a car guy, but have you ever tuned into your Car Sense show while golfing? I'll bet the answer is no. No, I yeah. have not. That's dedication from Steve. I, I'm dedicated. That's really solid, Steve. Well done. And uh, hopefully, uh, you turn us down while you're putting or whatever. Uh, <laughs> if not, I could I could heckle you as you stream us on the phone while you're putting. That would be because I think yeah, golf. Good luck, Steve. We're expecting to shoot low today. I think golf needs more heckling, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> I, I think okay. that it's 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 ridiculous that golfers have to have it all quiet. Why do baseball players get to be heckled if golfers aren't allowed to be heckled, huh? Where to go, Brooksy? That's true. <laughs> there you go. All right. Eight, five, I got a five. good speed story for you, Austin. Okay, hit me with it. So it's not exactly – I guess it's, it's an honest story. It's in car and driver. So AMG, so the Mercedes AMG, right? So Mercedes and Cigarette Racing, the maker of boats, have collaborated on an AMG boat and car pairing. They do it every year since 2010. So this year, the Cigarette Racing's 41 Nighthawk Black Series, which has 2,250 horsepower from five supercharged V8 engines behind it. Wow. And then the car is the Mercedes AMG GT Black Series with 720 horsepower from one twin turbo V8. So The boat has 2,250 horsepower and can do 90. A boat? Going 90? A How boat. does it stay on the water? <laughs> it does 90. How? God, it seems like you'd fly off the water at 90. That's craziness. If, when you're in a boat, I don't know, maybe I'm just a scaredy cat, but going over 30 in a boat, I'm like freaking out. <laughs> Slow down. Right? Where, Could you imagine the... doing 90 in a boat? No. Nope. 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 Yeah. Well, if you want to, there's a boat out there. We'll do 90 <laughs> with... Apparently, you need five V8s behind it. I watched a, I watched a mini documentary once about the making of a speedboat, like the actual, like the ones that go a hundred plus, and and the yeah. technology around the cockpit, and how they are those boats are made to explode on impact, but the cockpit is gonna stay intact. It's incredible because those drivers, you know, you see you see them crash, and that boat goes into a gazillion pieces. And then there's the driver just right there in the cockpit. It's pretty crazy. But it's, this is car. It's carbon fiber, weighs fifteen thousand pounds. Fifteen. There's a. It does get about one mile per gallon at fifty miles an hour. Oh, it, they they eclipse the one mile per gallon. Did they? Good. <laughs> That's uh, efficient, is what that is. That is insane. So when are you buying it? I, I will not be. <laughs> Okay. That sounds very dangerous. I like my life. Are you a boat guy? I've never asked you. No, never yeah. owned a boat. My sister has a boat. I'll go out on boats. I like it. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I think the problem with boats is the effort it takes to take care of it. Yep. The maintenance. I don't have that kind of time in my life. Yeah, and then you feel like you 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 spend so much time taking care of it. You're like, oh well, I have a free weekend. I have to go take the boat out. You know. So. Right. Yeah, that's kind of how I think. I mean, if I. I've gone. I've rented boats before. Like if I go to like Lake Powell or something like that, I'll rent a boat. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like I think that's one of the most hilarious things, by the way, about Lake Powell. There is no test to see if you could actually drive a boat before they give you the keys. <laughs> They're just okay. 
you got a driver's license? Yeah, I figure you can figure it out. <laughs> they don't. They don't show you the the. No, the... they like give you a basic run by like, and they're like, okay, just basically ask. You ever driven a boat? You're like, sure. <laughs> you just, they just throw you out there in a boat. Oh my gosh! It baffles the imagination. Our uh, my best friend one parking a boat like, and they don't teach you how to like park it and like how to beach it and do all that kind of stuff. She's like, oh, I'll just run into the beach. It'll stop. <laughs> yeah, driving the boat's hard enough. Then trying to stop the boat correctly and put it where it needs to be. Forget about right? it. Yeah, like, don't even start it on houseboats. Right. My my one like of my best huge fr- monstrous houseboats. They just they'll just give it to somebody. One of my best friends in high school his his parents were part owners of a houseboat and they took us down to Lake Powell for a week, but they made us, uh, they said, we, we'd love to have you. We want you to come, but you have to get certified, uh, safety, uh, water safety. And so we had to go to this class. It was, I think three classes, two hours long each, uh, to learn about the best way to drive, uh, wave runners. And we had to get little wave runner licenses. And, but you think about it, it's not required by law. It was just required no. by those smart parents of my friend. I don't even think someone call and tell me. Do you even need a driver's license to drive a boat? Like a like a car, a, an automobile license. Yeah. yeah. Do yeah. you even need? Do you need anything? Are there any laws in the state of Utah to get behind the wheel of a boat? Probably wow. an age. You probably have to be a certain age. I yeah. You have yeah. No eight year olds driving boats out there. I hope uh, there, are. there are. There <laughs> are. <laughs> Uh, okay, now a quick Google oh, search. Go. A Utah boating safety certificate, referred to as a Utah boating license, is required for people 12 and to 17 years of age who wish to operate motorboats. But if you're over seven, if you're over 18, they don't care. Yeah, I think if you're over 18, I think you can do whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> you're an adult. We'll put you in prison. <laughs> take it, take it into your own hands at that point. 12 to 17, though, so you can't drive under 12. If you're 12, you got to get a license. If you're over 18, you just do whatever you want. Personal watercraft may be operated by a person 18 years and older without education or supervision requirements. Seems a bit of an oversight there. It does. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow. I don't know. You know, I'm sitting here trying to think if I have personally ever driven a boat. I don't know that I have. Uh, I've driven a boat. Yeah, I don't think I've I never have. been trained to drive a boat, but I've driven a boat. <laughs> well, apparently nine out of 10 people on the water have never been trained how to drive a boat. So there you go. You got a, little, you got a throttle and you got a steering wheel and you point it where you want it to go. If you're going to run into it? something or someone, turn. That's the rule. It's yeah. the parking part that's the hard part. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE. Mark, Casey, and Steve have called in. They've got a one in three shot at the wheel change. So you're up next. 855 855- Three four zero zone. All right, I saw a somewhat funny news report out of Seattle uh, today. In fact, uh, Cole Miller, news reporter for Como, up in uh, the state of Washington, uh, they're having a bit of a heat wave up there, just like everyone is this in this climate changing world of ours, uh, and the Puget Sound is kind of in panic mode about every little thing because it doesn't really ever get that hot up there. And so they're freaking out over their air conditioning on their house. They're freaking out over everything, including how to keep their cars safe in the extreme heat. And so that was kind of the funny part to me where I kind of chuckled and rolled my eyes and went, okay, you'll, you'll be fine. We, we go through this all the time down here, but it's fair to say so- that... If funny, no one's though, been like, through it, it's, it's it's new. It's funny though. Like I saw like an Instagram or a Facebook post from a friend of ours who lives up in Oregon, and she's like, "It's between ninety and hundred degrees this week. Should I send my kids to soccer? Their soccer game?" It's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> throw some sunscreen on, or give them some water, and send them to the field. Like, what are you doing? Make sure they're hydrated. Like, it's one hundred and five here, and our kids are out there playing. Yep. Well, I we maybe we should have played this news report because it's hilariously dramatic. Uh, the, you really should. Can we? Maybe I'll, I'll get this sent to. Uh, Let's I'll get, get it in after the Eric. break. We'll, we'll I want to hear this thing. We'll see, but it's hilarious. It's like when it snows up there. It's the same idea. It's like they just have no <laughs> idea extreme weather. <laughs> yes, it's, it's when like, it snows. It's Seventy yeah. and rainy every day here. Uh huh. I don't know what to do if it's not a cloudless day. Then they think that the aliens have arrived to take us to the mothership. 
up in hey, the did Northwest. you see the government report? Maybe they have. No, I, I didn't see the government report about yeah, aliens. The government released their reports on UFOs. And what did it say? That there are UFOs out there. Sure there are. <laughs> I, look, I just threw my pen in the air, and only to me, if I didn't tell you it was a pen, it would be an unidentified flying object. The government doing nothing to... They can't to, explain 130, 143 of 144 mysterious flying objects. What was the... limited data. What was the one they can't explain? That's a good question. Because maybe all the rest of them are that same thing. At, I don't know. If you believe in aliens, uh, I'll do respect, read a book. Um, and not a book by an alien guy. Just, just you the know. The space economy is going to grow from around... <laughs> <laughs> there. Yeah, what was that? An alien report that you had there? That was an alien report. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Neil deGrasse. Neil deGrasse, that guy. All right, <laughs> uh, I uh, do. We want to open that can of worms. Do you believe in aliens? Eight five five three four. Let's not. Let's not. Dead. Dead. No doubt. No. Okay. No. Hey, before we do end this, this, uh, this show would definitely go off the rails. We are not ready for that. <laughs> before we do end this hour, Jeff, a lot of people in the market for a used car, obviously, and there we talked uh, earlier this hour about the demand being low, and we've talked in the past few weeks about how the price of your used car will never be higher than right now for a trade-in. Uh, you, you should probably consider it, but then you need something else to drive. Well, this bubble... This used car price bubble, according to Fox Business, is about to burst. Uh, soaring used vehicle prices are set for a correction, according to CarMax CEO William Nash. That is without question true. So what? explain this to, to still a line from Michael Scott. Explain this to me like I'm five. The car okay, so bubble is about is, to burst. Over the past two months, there have been no new cars. Because of the fact there's no new cars, there's no trade-ins of used cars on those new cars, so there's no used cars. Okay? Uh -huh. So when there are no used cars out there, the price of used cars goes through the roof. Because people who need to actually buy a car, there aren't, there isn't the supply for them to buy it. Yeah, okay. So used car pricing is up crazy. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are plan trying to sell their cars right now. Actually, like here's some numbers from Google that I got in a meeting I was in last week. That 70% of owners interested in selling their car believe right now is a good time to sell. And 46% expect to fetch car values higher right now. Mm. And, the, and the interest for selling vehicles on Google right now is double what it was last year at this time. <laughs> it's double. So if your car was worth eight grand last year, it's 16 grand now. No, the interest is double. The oh, interest the is interest. selling. Like the oh, people gotcha. who are going online and saying, sell my car. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But, but the pricing, still. I mean, the pricing's up a ton. I mean, prices are at the highest value they've been in years. And what's going to happen is eventually new car is going to catch up. The used car market's going to have used cars again. And the prices are going to fall. Whether it's going to be in the next month or so, I think that's probably a little soon. But within the next three, four months, I would say yes. That the prices are going to come down. And the people who bought used cars in the last couple of months are going to be upside down. Yeah, in fact, uh, this guy did go on to say he doesn't know when. He's not sure when prices will begin to reverse, but that it will. So if you've been out there concerned that this is the new starting point for used cars, it's going to go back down, right? It's not. It'll come back down. And yeah. I would I would give it another couple months, and you should see, see them start dropping down again. I mean, there's some stupid stuff out there. We There was a car, what was, and it was actually bought by another local dealer, but it was a cross track so it was a brand new i think it was a 2020 or 2021 cross track that was a lemon law buyback car oh wow okay so that means it had it doesn't mean it's, it's a bad car it, just, you know, it had some sort of issue that they couldn't figure out how to fix and they probably have fixed it at this point right mm -hmm. and we don't end up buy, we don't ever buy those lemon law buyback cars from the super auctions but they're dealers that do and that's fine this car sold at auction okay so that's what well, should be a wholesale price for 500 over sticker but it was the sticker price of it new say so what it was it should have been sold so, a sticker. so the car the sticker price on that vehicle was like 29 grand okay okay if you would have bought that car brand new a year ago you would have paid and you would have paid sticker which you probably wouldn't have even paid sticker yeah it would have been 29 grand it sold at auction so the dealer bought it to sell it for 500 dollars over <laughs> 
sticker. sticker. Wow. So they're in a 29.5. They're trying, they'll probably have to sell that car for 31 or 32 grand. So they're going to sell a used lemon law buyback car for two or 3,000 over sticker. Well, how much? Like how that's mu- how stupid it is right now. And how much will they have to put in it to, to fix the problems? Or do will they not and just yeah, market it? It'll lemon be under law. warranty. So, I mean, it'll be four or 500 bucks to recon, but still, God. they're going to be in that car. They're going to be in that car $1,000 over sticker. And they're going to want to make $1,000 or so. So, I mean, it, and whoever buys that car is going to be way upside down. Exactly. Yeah, forever. It's, but that's never... the market out there right now with a lot of dealers and a lot of these dealers out there are so desperate to sell cars yeah, that they're buying cars for whatever they have to and just selling them at the markup that they need to. Yeah. Right. And it's, we've been trying to be as careful as possible with it. So we don't put people in bad situations, but it, it's a tough situation right now for people because people are buying cars right now. It's going to be tough. Well, and, and you think, well, why would anyone buy a car and be that upside down? Well, sometimes you have to have a car. Sometimes you have to. And that's mm-hmm. why, and it's why we have a policy that we do not sell cars over sticker on the new car side, no matter what happens. We like, cause in this market, I'll tell you right now, we could sell cars over sticker. Yeah. Well, most people right are. now in this yeah. market with this few cars out there. If I put a thousand dollars addendum sticker on the side of an Outback, it would sell. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. But that goes but back to we your don't father, do that because we know that that price is going to come back down and that customer is going to be in a bad spot. And you guys have, have always done MSRP, right? Longer than I've been alive. Yeah. Yeah. So. As long as my dad's been in charge, I don't think we've ever sold a car over sticker. That, that's pretty and that's cool. That's it. Any one of our stores, Toyota or Subaru. That's pretty cool. Uh, well, so we're talking then about car used car prices and how they'll they'll come back down. But it, hand in hand with that, Jeff, is new car prices. The average price of a new car in June of this year, this this June, is 40206 do you think that will be coming down in the future, or is that the new jumping-off point for an average price of a new car? It'll come down because that's average. Re- that's average transaction price. And like I said, there's a ton. I mean, there's nobody selling cars at invoice right now. Nobody, hmm. <laughs> like literally nobody. And so that it'll come back as as supply comes back up. That number will come back down. Well, that's good news. <laughs> that's comforting. Uh, at least that little bit of news that at some point it will be lower than $40,000 because, oh my gosh, I remember the first new car uh, that uh, my family had, it was like $20,000 and now a new car at 40000 That's uh, Well, part of that's trucks too, is that the price of trucks is because it's what steel's done is just crazy. Yeah, to get I mean, You can't buy a new truck for under forty grand. any new truck. Maybe fifty. Yeah, that's... I mean, it's crazy. Like an F-150 used to be able to buy for 30 grand, it's like 60 now. Mm -hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Like cars haven't gone up nearly like that. Trucks have just gone through the roof. And then EV prices are going to go up too as you start getting EVs coming out. Yep. All right, we'll take our second break. 855-340-ZONE, Utah Car Sense. Call in, share a question, a comment, a story. You'll be entered into the drawing for an oil change from Mark Miller Subaru. Our poll question is car songs. What are some car songs you like or can think of? I'll share the uh, top 100, not all 100, but we'll share that with you from Billboard coming up in the second hour. Got to talk about uh, Utah drivers and being pay, uh, having to pay mileage-based road usage fees. When might that be coming to your, to get your paychecks? And if you're into American-made cars... Uh, this uh, this website, cars.com, has some good info for you over the July 4th holiday. We'll tell you about it next on Utah Car Sense.